Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues on the Pursuit of Balance, Wisdom, Leadership, and Everything in Between. My name is Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray, and today we will talk about my journey this year in Lent, the practice Just yours? Of we can't talk about mine, too? Well, are you even doing Lent? Uh, we'll get to it. So, so this year, uh, out of nowhere, um, I was sitting in church, and our uh, pastor, one of our pastors, announced that the church was going to be offering books to anybody that wanted to sign up for for uh, to do the practice of Lent. And I've I've never done Lent, um, and I was sitting there, and I just you know, I got this urge, and I was like, you know what, I want to sign up for one of those books. So I signed up, filled out the card, got the book the next week. And started this journey of Lent, and right now I am uh, about halfway through Lent, and it has been amazing. It has been difficult, and it is, uh, it's just been a great experience uh, and a tough experience all at the same time. So let's, I want to hear, um, one, let's first say, why have you never done Lent before? It was just uh, my my church growing up. We just never really made a practice of it. I'd heard about it. Um, I and I say I've never done it before. I had started Lent in college a couple times, but it was very uh, haphazard. It was not serious. It was just uh, an emotional whim of yeah, I'll do Lent, and I gave up. You know, maybe it was drinking soda or something that was just very. Um, it really wasn't thought through. And this time I really thought through, okay, well, first, what is Lent? Why do we do it? And then what is it that I'm going to give up that will really keep my focus of the whole purpose and structure of it? So what what are the answers to those questions? What is Lent? Why do we do it? And then I want to hear what you've come up with. So the idea of Lent is that um, it is a journey in preparation of 40 days preparing you for Easter Sunday and preparing your heart for celebrating Easter and the resurrection of Jesus. And that that's the point of it, is that each day you are uh, reminding yourself of uh, the resurrection that's about to come, as well as the crucifixion. Um, and I'm, I'm probably butchering that. And so if you are really indolent, please give Forgive me some us. grace. Forgive us. Uh, this is my first time. And I, and truthfully, I had a good conversation with a friend, explained a lot to me, helped me understand what it is, uh, the idea of Lent. And, you know, cause I always thought, I was like, so basically we're supposed to torture ourselves and, and give something up in a way that we create suffering in ourselves. And that was a big misconception. And the idea and the real focus of Lent is to prepare your heart and turn your heart towards the Lord even more, towards God even more. So, um, where, how did you, where did you land, and how did you get there, and what you were deciding to do? If it wasn't cokes or social media, how did you get to where you are? So, Hannah is. Uh, I'm going to speak for her. Uh, she's given up social media altogether, and um, it's been really great for her. Talk about we talked about positivity. Um, I think she's been very positive. She would probably say that she has uh, had a better outlook on people by giving up social media. But for me, uh, I, I first went to the thing that Wait I a minute. Loved. I feel like she promoted our podcast the other day. She promotes it on Sunday because it's not a loophole. Because I was like, no, no, I want to be really serious about this, and then someone was like, no, no, no. This is is how Lent is practiced. On Sunday, uh, she promotes our podcast. I mean, if there's one good reason to break <laughs> your Lent or your fast or whatever it is, it's to promote. Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, that's probably in the Bible somewhere, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> so, uh, so she gave that up and I actually didn't even know it until about like a week into it. And I was like, Hey, you have not liked my post about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I knew she was not on social media is because I was like, Hannah, did you not see the video I posted? Did you, you didn't even like it or comment on it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And you know, um, my feelings were less hurt because she was giving up social media for Lent. I'm more concerned about the communication in your marriage that you didn't know that she was giving up social media. For well, it was, she was very humble and she didn't want to brag about what she was giving. In fact, this is a, this is a little awkward for me because I'm not I've not shared that I'm doing Lent with anybody but you and her. Well, this is and not a pride now thing that you're doing. This millions is a, this of is people that listen that to doing. our podcast. The millions, millions. Yeah, millions on millions of like, um, the seven people. My mom and dad don't even know. And uh, I talk with them a lot. But anyways. I'm sorry. I'm digressing and blabbering and I apologize. But uh, my original thought was to give up something that I love and think I pretty much cannot survive without or at least um, not be a good husband or father. And I was going to give up coffee. Um, But then I got scared that, well, if I don't drink coffee in the morning, I'll probably die. I'd be a worse father. I'd be a worse father, worse coworker, and I'd probably get in a car wreck on the way to work because I was just so drowsy. Uh, But then a friend of mine pointed that out um, that – if it was the Lord's will and his sovereignty, I would get in a car wreck regardless. And I was like, okay, great. I'm not going to do coffee. Sweet. Pass that up. But then a big conviction came into my life. And it's what has caused me to give up what I'm giving up. And it's, it's going to sound very trivial. Um, but you know, and I've talked about this on the uh, previous episodes, that my family, we love soccer. My boys are totally into soccer. They are the drivers of soccer. And I, I grew up playing soccer. I played in college. Uh, we, we love Atlanta United. We, we go to as many games as we can. And our family is all about soccer. And w- as I was reflecting over this and preparing, for, preparing my heart for Easter, I realized that I needed to give up soccer. And I gave it up in the sense that I would not, I would not drive my boys and encourage them to go out and kick the soccer ball in the backyard because I was doing that over and over. And I was, I was driving them to want to get better. And I allowed soccer to consume my thoughts all the time, driving to work. Okay, what, can I, what drill can I do with my son to get him better? All right, what scenario can I get him in to learn the game better? What video can I show him next? What And I, I just allowed it to consume the thoughts about my kids. How can I get my daughters better at it? And it was just, it was just very unhealthy. Mm. So for 40 days, my fast is to not ask my kids to play soccer. And it's very difficult because if I don't ask them to play, then they're going to only do it when they want to do it. And... And, and it's not that they would never do it when I asked them to do it. They'd always want to go do it. But that was our full relationship. It was becoming our relationship that my time spent with them was just to do soccer. Because dad likes to do soccer. They want to please their dad. So they would say yes. We'd have a good time. There wasn't tears shed. Everybody loved it. But for me as a dad, all I was doing was viewing my time with them of how can I get them in the backyard? How can I get them with some videos to watch things about soccer? And it was just as, as I'm reading through this, uh, this book, The Journey to the Cross, it's by a guy named Will Walker and Kendall Haig. Uh, basically, a great point that really stuck out to me and has really resonated to, to me was I took a good thing. And I made it the ultimate thing. 
and I'm uh, and I've been talking a lot here for a while, but I just wanted you to hear the full context and heart of well, how is giving up playing an activity in the backyard with your kids really a Lent? Well, when it consumed your thought process and you're saying, okay, I'm going to make the discipline to not let it consume my thought process. It's been, it's been really good and very challenging. I think Lent does a good job of when you do it right of illuminating the idols in your life. And it sounds like you found an idol in soccer yes. and a very kind of a niche one in that it's not like you just want to watch Atlanta United all day just because you love soccer, which you do, but it's like, help me understand like what what is your what is the big push for your kids to play soccer like what 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 is the goal like why are you pushing so hard in in it because they're good and i see big potential in them i i i can already see it in my seven-year-old girls and um girls really separate themselves early on on their athletic ability and um their mom hannah played basketball she was a multi-sport athlete in high school uh, one state in several different sports went on college and p- played uh, guard in college uh, basketball. So our girls, they've got it. And um, I just want them to be the best that they can be. And and that's where uh, I became too much of a driver. Uh, and, and I think what you, you, you summed up everything I went on about, and I hope what I just said made sense, but I allowed a good thing to become an idol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember our, was it our first or second podcast we did on here? We talked about success and that word success kept coming up. And, and even at that point, you're talking about wanting your kids to be successful and successful. And I wonder if, if at that point you were in that maybe unhealthy place, cause it kind of, it kind of came off a little weird to me in that. And so I'm wondering if maybe that was some of it. Well, I, I think, um, I, I want my kids to be successful, but what I have discovered through this journey is that I was too controlling of not having enough faith and trusting in God that, you know what, he's got a plan for their life and it's not my plan. And I need to realize that. Yeah. Um, that's great. And, and, and take my hands off of, uh, take, you just, you know, take a step back and, and stop being so focused and thinking that if they miss this for a week, um, you know, I, I, I talked about early on where I had to walk away from practice. watching practice and I, I've, I've still done that and that's been very healthy, but it was, uh, it, it, it was, it's just a, a recognition that I'm not in control and I don't need to try to be in control and just continue to just trust God that he will do what he wants with my kids. Couple, a handful of questions. One, have your kids noticed? Um, I think my girls have noticed because I think they were probably the sufferers of the most with this, where I'd tell my boys, hey, boys, you want to go in the backyard and, you know, kick the soccer ball? And they'd say, yeah. And so we'd go out and we'd spend a lot of time. Well, I'd say the same thing to my girls and they'd say, no. I'd ask the boys, they said, yes. So when what would happen? Time would go towards the boys more. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, oh, it's been also a great recognition to also make sure that I'm viewing them individually mm-hmm. uh, and they're different gifts, talents, and abilities. Um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's just been, it's been a, a bunch of emotions uh, because this COVID thing has caused the kids to be at home all day. It's caused me to be at home all day. Uh, the weather has been beautiful and I have had to really hold back and saying, boys, you wanna go in the backyard and kick? Because 
it's just been beautiful outside and they can't go anywhere what would you say you know if if they were you know, your frequency level was at a 10 when you were you know driving pretty hard on this now that you've backed off what would you say the frequency level that you guys are outside kicking the ball is with them being the drivers it's a lot less uh i'd say we were probably about an eight and they'd love it at, at at any point that they said they didn't want to do anything anymore i'm tired i don't i was totally fine with it um but it was me spurring it on so one of the things that also has helped me in this time is that i was reading a uh, i was reading a book about parenting uh boys it's called wild things the art of raising boys and uh this psychologist who wrote the book um his name's going blank on me right now but basically he says he he does a lot of counseling with national merit scholars kids that have had four point one four point two gpas in high school go off to college and he's done a lot of counseling with them and their parents because the kid would go off to college and they were a national merit scholar and then they would be flunking their freshman year of college their freshman semester freshman year they'd be flunking and the kids would come back during the summer and the parents or the mom or dad would sit there crying because it's like we've invested so much in this so much in him or her and they stink at it and the psychologist had to say, well, this isn't your class. This isn't your academic achievement. This is theirs. And you have owned their academic achievement for so many years, kindergarten through 12th grade, sitting beside them, making sure that they do their assignment, making sure that they turn it in, making sure they do the extra credit. Because you've been there holding their hand, driving them, they have no idea how to drive themselves. So they've gotten into college, they've gotten away from you, and they don't have anybody sitting there beside them driving them. And I, when I read that about these scholar, you know, academic scholar kids um, who do so well, as you can tell by how I'm talking, I was not a academic scholar. But uh, <laughs> it was just a, it was a light bulb moment for me of great, this season of Lent has helped me realize they've got to be the driver in whatever it is that they do. And it's your job to support. Yeah, it's my job to support. It's my job to be there, to play, to have fun, to try to open up the opportunities. If they come to me and they say, I want to pursue this, great. But let them be the driver. As much as I was telling myself, I they're the driver, they're the driver, I, I really was the driver uh, of owning it for them. Now they're owning it for themselves. And my boys know that. I've talked to them about this. I, I've let them know, hey, I'm... I'm ready to play with you whenever you want, but I'm not going to ask you. Oh, you, you, you have them. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were a little confused. They, they were like, gave me a weird look. Like, okay, what? I don't. They really don't get it. Um, but I've just told them, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. But you've got to ask me. So, a couple more questions. What? You know, it sounds like you've gotten to spend some more time with your girls because you haven't been kicking the ball as much, which is, which is good. But what has your time looked like with your boys now? Not kicking them. I mean, like. What what does your time with your boys look like? That's kind of question one. And then, what fruit have you seen from this? Maybe they go hand in hand. Um, the the right now in the midst of and he, here's the thing. So this coronavirus breaks out, everything gets shut down. So there's so much time that I can have with them now because I'm not doing an hour commute. So. I've literally been cringing because I'm like, oh, it's so great. Let's go out and do this right now. And I'm on their time. And I think that's been the big fruit of it all is that I'm on their time. 
and we've done a lot of jumping on the trampoline. We we probably ninety percent of our time outside is jumping on the trampoline because mm-hmm. hey, we just got one. So they're all fired up. They've just the two boys have just learned how to do backflips on it. Uh, they were working on double backflips, smack their head in the ground. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got to the double backflip. I couldn't even do a backflip. Uh, but anyways, uh, not to blabber on, I think that's been the the biggest thing in which we're doing now. Uh, and some fruit of it is that I've just, I've learned to increase my faith and what God's doing in their personal lives. And I've, uh, the fruit of it is that I've learned to be patient. I've learned to not be envious. I've learned to, um, be more trusting in the plan that he's got for them. I think there's, I think that's great, Seth, but I think, I think there is a balance there, you know, like our kids will always need us to drive to some degree. So, you know, if, if they're going to reach their, if maybe it's like you, I kind of think about like the four disciplines of ex- execution. One of the things they do is they talk about what is the goal and, and let's measure towards that. So maybe it's with your kids. What do, what do you want, uh, Charlie, uh, Chase, what do you want your goals in soccer to be? And I'm going to help you get there, but you're going to set that goal and I'm going to try and hold you to that. So it's them ultimately setting what the what they're aiming for and then you driving them to that goal so instead of you setting them hey this is your goal by the way and i'm going to make you get there so i think there's a balance here because kids do need our help to push them because they're kids yes i agree with that 100 percent. and i'll just say this as well i have not shared any of these thoughts with anybody hannah and i have talked about them out so i'm literally fleshing out my experience that i've had for the last 20 days with you right now so i'll say this um I, I really try to subscribe to whatever it is that when it comes to motivating the kids is that activity plus satisfaction equals motivation. So all I want to do is whatever activity Slow down, doing, do that again. Activity plus satisfaction equals motivation. So whatever activity they're doing, if there's satisfaction in that, they'll be motivated to do it more. Whether it's reading, they're enjoying the book they're reading, they, they accomplish the book. They're going to want to read some more. Um, if they are watching, you know, a singing show and it it just lights something up in them, and they had fun watching all these people sing American Idol, Mass Singer, whatever it is, they're probably going to want to go in their room and start to sing. And I've actually seen that with my kids. They're all into music now, out of nowhere, <laughs> and I think it's because they've just watched a lot of singing shows. Interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, I want I want to. I want to journey with my kids and what, wherever, whatever direction they're going. But I know that, you know, even I know that they're often, I remember as a kid, I was scatterbrained. So I was always to the next thing. And so my parents were really trying to make sure that I cared about what I was doing. And we did kind of one thing at a time so I could focus on it. And they did not, you know, they didn't let me quit. And so there's death, like you said, there's a, there's a balance in there somewhere. Cause I, I want to help, but I also don't want to drive them to something they're unhappy with. Yeah. I think through this whole thing, it's, it's just a bit about me. It's been a heart change in me. It's been a recalibration for me. Um, and I don't, I don't think my, my kids have noticed a difference to a degree, but my, my heart, my mind, everything has, has been readjusted during this time. And it's still going on, and uh, there, there are some great moments. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that's it's really great, what I've really learned out of this, and it happened the second week. So Sundays, uh, you are allowed to break your fast or whatever it is you're giving up because that is a day of celebration. So you had them do drills for 10 hours? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, uh, I, I actually, it was the second week. I, I, it wasn't really difficult at this point. Um, and I just remember going up into Charlie's room in particular and uh, I was like, oh, it's Sunday evening. I could ask him, hey, do you want to kick the ball around? And I did. And he was like, sure. 
And I just remember how much joy it was bringing me. And we just kicked the ball around for a while. He was shooting on me. And it was so much fun. And it hit me. This is us celebrating the resurrection. This this is what this all the thing that I'm giving up, the suffering I'm giving up, I'm now celebrating the whole purpose of all of this. And that has just been really a great experience. I've looked at my Sundays at church completely different now because I'm celebrating. And uh, you know, I, I can get into a rut as a Christian. And uh this season of Lent has really helped me um celebrate the resurrection. I love it, man. I really I love any level of personal growth. It's my love language is to see people grow and become aware of things that they've struggled with. And I'll say this too, you know, you've, you've confided to me that you struggle with vulnerability. Like it's something that, that is not natural to you. And I want to say that I'm, I'm proud of you for being vulnerable. I I was not planning, planning on sharing this until you said, let's talk about this. You barely even wanted to talk to me about it on, on the phone, um, or on Marco Polo. And, and I was like, you know, I think you should share it. So I wanted to say that I'm proud of it because I think to most people, it wouldn't seem like a big deal to to share this, but for you, this is a big deal. So thank you for sharing. It's a big deal. So why are you not? not doing Lent. I didn't say I wasn't doing not doing oh, Spoiler. Sorry. Uh, so like Seth said, I, this year I actually decided not to do Lent. And, um, for the reason that, um, right now I'm in a, I'm in a place of life where I'm, I'm, I'm pretty dang disciplined and that, I don't want that to sound prideful or whatever, but I've put a lot of different measures and restrictions and guidelines and motivations and goals and stuff in my life right now where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm at full capacity. I've reached full capacity. So when I thought about um, adding another thing, I thought, you know what? I don't think the Lord wants more for me from right now. And so I, you know, it would, maybe it would be a great Lent journey for me to do something this year. And maybe my Sundays would be better because I'm looking forward to the resurrection and having these, these new things like you are. But right now I, I just don't need another thing and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. And so that has been a step for me uh, because generally I'd feel, Oh, well, they're giving this up and my friend's doing this and they're, man, they're doing, they're, they're sacrificing this stuff. It's like, well, and I normally would feel bad about it, but right now it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing enough and that's okay. That's good because you are a perfectionist and you would do it perfectly because you want to do it by the book. Oh yeah. I'm super disciplined. I'm, you know, it sounds terrible to say that, but I'm very disciplined. I, I will hurt myself in the, in the form of discipline just because I, that's what I said I was going to do. And so I, uh, I, one of the things I think an episode will have soon is looking at like, Looking at like what 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 does it look like to be at your capacity and how how to say no to things and so I'm trying to get better and so this year I said no to Lent because I I need to say no to I need to say no to almost anything new at this point because I'm just at full capacity right now. And did you find it freeing? Did you find feel have you felt guilty? No, not at all. I feel I feel great. I feel great. I'm actually trying to figure out some more things in my current schedule to say no to because I I think I need a little bit more margin in my in my world. But that that'd be another conversation. But just to say to anybody out there that's saying like, man, Seth had this crazy journey i haven't done anything and that's also okay you're fine there's next year and also maybe you shouldn't have you didn't have the margin for it this year yeah so. i'm 37 this is the first time i'm really taking it serious um i would say this uh find a good book um i've really liked this book and literally i did not pick it out the church said do you want a book uh sign up for it and uh, i signed up for it and they handed it to me it's called journey to the cross uh devotions for lent by will walker and kendall Haig. it's been really good um and uh they're a little bits and pieces each day that have pretty pretty much stood out to me and um i've been doing it by myself other than just conversations hannah and i have had but other than that i haven't had a real guide i haven't had a pastor i haven't had anybody but it's just been a great 
um, which will be 40 days of just refocusing and uh, making sure that uh, I've got the resurrection in the proper perspective. That's great, man. I love it. Do you have any other advice, tips on finishing out Lent? Um, I don't know. Just hang in there. I, I, I say anytime you're on any type of journey, self-discovery, personal growth journey, write stuff down. Because if you don't write down what you're learning, you think it's so important that you won't forget it, you'll forget it. You'll forget it because your brain can only handle so much. So write these things down. Like like I said before, one of my creed statements is hold close to things you learn in the quiet. In the quiet. Don't easily let them go. So if you're learning something, please make notes in your Google Notes or Apple Notes, whatever it is, because you will forget it. So don't forget the stuff that you're learning, especially for those of us that have given up social media or whatever else, uh, your brain gets a little bit clearer and you start to have more more uh, meaningful thoughts. So don't, don't lose them. Well, like we said last uh, week with the positivity episode, our rhythms are completely thrown off, just like I'm sure yours are. So uh, I'm not sure what your takeaways are in me sharing my journey of Lent, but I hope it was encouraging to you and I hope you were able to get something out of it. So thanks so much for listening.